Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today, I have Ryan. We have clear skies uh, this Thursday evening. <laughs> right now, the temperature is 61 degrees, and we have a cold front. Uh, we Stay call it. Face. <laughs> <laughs> we call it Ryan, and it is coming back, and you can't keep it down. <laughs> Slushy. Nobody threw anything Frosty. at you. Frosty. <laughs> Apple pie. Chicken breast. It's a whole bottle of Johnny Walker. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Walker. Which one? Johnny Walker Red. Johnny I mean, for Walker producer Red. Ryan. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to get thrown <laughs> by don't any bottle. Too much, so. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to get hit by a bottle. Yeah, a bottle or anything. <laughs> all, so. all the fast food was really soft. <laughs> yeah, most now, of when most it's of a it, glass yeah. bottle, nuggets, that does damage. That's where, yeah, that's where <laughs> If you whip a chicken nugget, I feel like it'd hurt. If you, if you whip, whip it, it? Yeah, if yeah, you whip I it. guess. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it just explode on It was impact. the box also. Oh, also yeah, the box, the box right, yeah. Right. That's yeah. sharp corners. You can get a paper <laughs> cut when, from that. When I think of Garbage Boy, I think of Bob Seger's Against the Wind, mostly because of flatulence, <laughs> but also because of his horrible takes on movies. I don't understand it. <laughs> you don't get it? Let me play it for you. <laughs> so we've got Nick and Ryan. We're back together again. And as tripod. Always, yeah, tripod. So as always, we'll start off with a little bit of movie news. So... Uh, the big one that's floating all around the internet, but I didn't see it on Screen Rant because it's still kind of just a really big rumor. But the Obi-Wan show has been delayed and or canceled. Most likely delayed. Really? So, so Ewan yeah. claims oh, for sure it's not canceled. Yeah, he claims it's for sure it's not but canceled. But they also, the rumors say, suggest he has creative differences with the project. Really? really? And I, I remember at, at one of these things, you know, he came out with Kathleen Kennedy at one of these comic cons, San Diego or something like that. And he said the script was already written. Come to find only the first couple episodes were written and they had creative differences on where they wanted to go after this. Really? So, Interesting. I know a lot heard... of people said it was too much like The Mandalorian. Oh, really? Yeah. So what do we know about the series as Not a whole? Do they, in terms of like how many episodes they're going to be doing or how long the episode, so, each episode will be? Um, what I had heard, so I had heard that basically Kathleen Kennedy is the one who delayed it to start with a fresh rewrite. So, is she a villain okay. in this? Is she becoming a Star um, Wars know, villain? A lot of Star Wars fans typically Not don't like a like Kylo her. Ren, yeah. More like yeah, a yeah, I hear that too. Yeah, a lot. Of, a I don't lot know of, if I like her. Yeah. I kind of don't like her. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Star Wars fans don't really like her because she was like mainly behind, basically. Like, of course, this trilogy, the new one that came out, and a lot of fans. She are was just behind like, Exegol. Yeah, she's behind Exegol. Yeah, so and a <laughs> she lot nailed of, it. <laughs> a lot of the fans too. They they that really like the Mandalorian. A lot of them say they really like the yeah. Mandalorian too because she's not really so much involved. attached to that yeah. involved with that project at all. A, a lot of the credit goes writers. to Dave Filoni, and you're yeah. the fan of the Clone Wars and the cartoons. Uh, right? Definitely like the Rebels more often. The Rebels. Clone Wars I haven't gotten too far into. I tried giving okay. a couple episodes. What to is watch, her last name? Kathleen Kennedy. 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 Yeah. Okay. So. Um, but as far as like story goes with the Obi-Wan, it was going to center around, of course, Obi-Wan's going to be in Tatooine. And looking there over is, a young Luke Skywalker. Yeah, looking over, uh, watching over him. And I don't know if Darth Maul was going to have an appearance. I'm sure he probably would have maybe made an appearance in it. Which but I the don't main, like. The but, main story uh, arc would have been actually evol- revolving around a uh, certain Tusken Raider Jedi. So oh, the story goes that. where... Um, and this is like a part of like, uh, I think it's a part of Legends or actually is is technically canon where you where you had Anakin Skywalker that was taken from Tatooine. But there was actually another Jedi, too, that was taken from Tatooine where he was actually involved with the Tusken Raiders. And so I didn't know this, but you know how the Tusken Raiders, they wear that mask and everything. Coincidence. They're actually humans <laughs> underneath that mask. I never uh, knew that. I don't think I knew that. I, I didn't know sure that. I knew either. That either. They, take, yeah. they take out I the mask ass- and they're actually I humans. I assumed that they were, but then again, I didn't know the Star Wars I thought they were just, Is it, yeah, is it like a Mandalorian situation where you can't take the helmet no, off? No, so or? it wasn't going to be anything like that. How come we never saw one's face? Who? 
uh, Tuscan Raiders face? I don't know. <laughs> You're supposed I don't to know, know this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Up I, know what? I bet Catholic Kennedy doesn't know either. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Anakin killed the women and children in that village, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> not he just the men, them. but the women yeah. and children too. But anyways, um, so the story goes that it was going to revolve around a son of a Jedi who was part of the Jedi Order, left, went to, uh, was exiled on Tatooine, became part of the Tuscan Raider community. He ends up dying and it revolves around his son who ends up growing as hard as being a Jedi. He becomes like a major villain in uh, the books too, which are now scrapped. Oh, okay. Um, so where he turns to the dark side, but it would have been- But he's not a Sith of any kind? He eventually goes to the dark side. I don't know if it's full on like Sith that he becomes, but he does eventually like, go to the dark side and use it because there's various amount of like Sith users throughout like the whole Star Wars lore. Like there's even been like a Sith user who like never killed anybody. Like he's just been, he just used dark side force but he was never like ever murdered anybody. That's interesting. It. Yeah, that he is just actually uses it to get drinks from the, the yeah. kitchen or Pick something. Pick up chicks that's or whatever. What and yeah, that's about it. Like check out these lightning hands. Like <laughs> he's uh, at Mos Mos Esley or whatever. Yeah, exactly. the bar, Mos Eisley, yeah. yeah. He's, he's trying to light the chicks. fireplace. <laughs> lightning. These are not the cocktails you're looking for. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's a, he's a rebel, all right. So, yeah, right. yeah. That's hilarious. I would like that. He's got a cool Han Solo jacket. Just picking up chicks, you know, using the dark side. So. That's what that's the thing with the Jedi Order. You can't get chicks, but Dark Side, yeah, all good I, to go. Just ask Palpatine. So I, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he got, was not yeah, good with the gets, ladies. Palpatine obviously was not good at the ladies. He gets, he not with those robes. I, mean, I don't his know. Garb had problems. <laughs> we know of at least one child. That yeah, he had. Least, yeah. yeah, I still that was unexplained. I still don't totally believe it. <laughs> he got laid at least once in his life. At what? least so. you think he adopted that. You can't adopt those powers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he used midichlorians and immaculately concepted the baby inside a woman. Yeah, so that's what the story. Would have revolved around, I guess, this Tuscan Raider kind of Jedi who's there on Tatooine. Why, do, and why is that necessary? Too. Wouldn't you want it just to be about Kenobi, or does you I can't mean, have Kenobi? Kind of like, he doesn't have enough stuff to do. You have to give him something to like. You have to give him an antagonist. You Wasn't know? there? So. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I didn't watch a lot of the Clone Wars or what's the other one? Rebels. Yeah, Rebels. Where um, Darth Maul and Obi Wan fight. Yeah. So uh, right. There so is... how come we couldn't infuse that? So that's after as far Return as with, of the Jedi. Uh, as far oh no, as that's in between Attack of the Clones, right? So it's after. Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, right? So uh, the Clone Wars takes place in between two and three oh, uh, with the animated right. series, the, okay, the CGI gotcha. one. Okay. And uh, I haven't seen all of that one yet, but Darth Maul does come back in that. And they fight. And they I do fight I've seen it on YouTube. as well. But Darth Maul also comes back in Rebels, so he plays like a pretty important part in Rebels. He mm -hmm. uh, he blinds. Spoiler warning for Rebels: He blinds Kanan Jarrus, so he actually uh, blinds him, mm. and Darth Maul ends up kind of using the Sith holocrons uh, is where it like goes in the lore if you use the holocrons <laughs> you can kind of find out whatever you can ask it a question yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and it like tells you it gives you all the answers and so the whole kind of revolving around those plots with Darth Maul is he was trying to find out if Obi-Wan was still alive and that's mm -hmm. how he finds out Obi-Wan is on Tatooine because he combines these Sith holocrons, holocrons and he asks like this question basically about Obi-Wan so and is Obi-Wan and final fight is Obi-Wan and Darth Maul supposed to be the opposites on forces? Or? Not really, no. It's just that... Well, Darth Maul's already out as the apprentice of yeah, the Emperor so anyway. Yeah, so Darth Maul's just kind point. of... Yeah, he's just kind of salty because he, he does lose the battle to Obi-Wan, of course. He this leaves him scarred, takes off his du body. Dooku is the current apprentice yeah, in this Dooku's timeline. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There's right. always two. Just <laughs> don't worry about it. But anyways, yeah, so it's just basically where Darth Maul is cast aside. He's cast out basically out of the Sith. So Darth Maul kind of hates the Sith because he was taken like as a, as a baby by basically Palpatine or as a young person. 
And so he doesn't even really like know his full name or anything like that. He ends up eventually, I think, do he does discover more about his past. But well, he's he mad did at have horns. He's I mean, mad. Yeah. To be fair, he did. Have, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He does look like a dark side guy. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's all red and shit. <laughs> I wouldn't see Looking him like being devil. on the good on yeah, the good I mean, side. Yeah, he doesn't look like you know? he doesn't look like it. Don't judge a book by its <laughs> yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah, come on. You can't stereotype. You know, red he would have made a great Jedi Tyler, they say that. But the whole point of covers on books is for you to judge, judge him. him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, well, that's you read true. the back. And so, <laughs> ah, I got you. I but, got you. Uh, but anyways, they're not like connected or anything like that. It's just Darth Maul just doesn't like Obi-Wan for... Okay, let's ask the practical question here. Do we care that it's being delayed? And would you be upset if it gets canceled or doesn't actually show up? Um, Does Disney Plus need this? That's another question. I guess I don't care too much if it's being delayed because at least they're putting like more effort and time yeah. into the writing. You, you guys had heard that after The Mandalorian had been completed, a lot of people dropped their Disney Plus subscriptions. Oh, really? I didn't really? hear it. It was like 12, 15% drop. Wow. So now they upped the uh, release date of, uh, what is it, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Oh, really? Maybe okay. in response to, oh shit, it's not going well with Kenobi. People are dropping out. We got to give them some Avengers stuff. Yeah. So then yeah. they pushed up the release of Falcon sense. and Winter Soldier. They do have kind of a big gap from when Mandalorian you know what I mean yeah. it does feel weird like even I've lo- I haven't logged in there very much since I finished the Mandalorian yeah and it's kind of like well what am I going to log in there watch The Lion King or something like I, I <laughs> yeah, don't know no, what thank for. you yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay oh, wait, live you action could... or animated <laughs> either one I you haven't could... watched I haven't, I I haven't watched, watched the action. animated in a long time and I really like that one you yeah, could that watch... I haven't seen the live action at all yet so yeah, you could watch the live action Lady and Cramp we were so excited about that you were really excited about that but to answer your question to be completely honest, now, after having seen the Star Wars movies and kind of getting into it, I would kind of be upset if they didn't uh, pursue it anymore, if they just dropped it. Yeah. And just because, like, that's something a lot of, like, fans have been wanting for a while is an Obi-Wan solo I, I like Ewan's performance, and I yeah. like Kenobi. I think there's stuff there. Now, you bring up an important point, Tyler. People have been wanting it for a long time. Do you think it will meet up expectations? And if it doesn't, will people riot? Uh, well, maybe. I mean, it's Star Wars. I mean, they didn't riot <laughs> yeah, for exactly. Skywalker. They didn't write it for Rise of Skywalker. You know why? Walker, you know what my so, response but, uh, to that is? Expectations have dropped yeah, recently, of I recent think so time. Too. So yeah. I think like people are, it's le- it's going to cause less of an uproar. And Tyler, yeah. you know why they didn't riot? Because they're Star Wars fans. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All talk, no, no. Yeah, All exactly. talk, no walk. You just heard a bunch of clicking on keyboards. <laughs> it was, if it was My Hero Academia fans, forget it, in the streets. Exactly. <laughs> Take it to the streets. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, del- I'd kill a man for My Hero Academia. <laughs> and that, lies the difference between producer Ryan and Captain Taylor Star right Wars there. fans yeah, and absolutely. anime fans and <laughs> that's but my garbage board part coming out <laughs> I think if they're delaying to focus more on the rewriting it'll turn out fine but I think a lot of people are losing faith in like Kathleen Kennedy as far as like because she's the head of all of Star Wars so yeah. she's like your Kevin Foggy equivalent I guess but okay so just... let me ask you this next question then you say somebody like maybe John Favreau or Dave Filoni should take that role mm-hmm. do you think they need an overseer other than Kathleen Kennedy, since it didn't work out, at least we think it didn't work out too well with the trilogy, the newest trilogy. Yeah, I think they definitely need an overseer and they just kind of need to start fresh. So I would say dump Colin Trevorrow. And as far as, you know, I would say dump majority of the writers and directors and just start fresh. Let me ask you this question. It's so polarizing. Everything in America is so polarizing. It's exhausting, right? So Ryan Johnson, what if they just named tomorrow Ryan Johnson takes over the Star Wars thing? Oh, like he's the new, the new trilogy? Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, he no, takes he's over just, all of he's it? He's the overseer of all the uh, stuff. I would I be like, why? Want him. Yeah, yeah, I would be like, why? Yeah. I, I, still... I think then there might be riots. What, what then are you the might positives take it to the that he's yeah. done? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. I think it's right now because they're at a point where they just wrapped up the Skywalker you know, trilogy. And so that's been done. That's been put to rest, at least for now. And the Mandalorian's done really well because it's just like a step in a different direction. 
So and I mostly thinking, liked it. We yeah, all I think mostly they should keep it, those yeah. writers and those directors from The Mandalorian and just kind of scrap, scrap J.J. Okay, well, Abrams, scrap Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> Let me ask you this know. question then. If Taiki Waititi was announced for a trilogy series, would you be happy with that? I would not be happy with that just because I want to see Taika Waititi do other things. So I, I, like wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. That's a Nick I wouldn't mind seeing <laughs> him do at least one Star Wars movie, but I want him to do other things. Like yeah, I'd rather I agree get, with you there. Even though I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit yet, I'd I love more it. things like yeah, Jojo yeah. Rabbit or just other original properties. Now, kind of if he out. did, if they did give him a trilogy, I wouldn't be upset by it. But I agree with you guys that I would want to see other things that he can come yeah, up see with. Something We're going to talk about it today with Gore Verbinski. He hasn't had a lot of signature movies other than pirate movies. Um, but I like his stuff that's outside of that. And I like his vision. Um, it's a weird thing. Like we always say, like put Taiki Waititi in this Marvel box or give him Star Wars or something. No, we want to see Jojo Rabbit. We want to see weird shit. We want to see what we do in the shadows. Yep. We want to see like uh, we don't want for the Star Wars people. all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one for them, Planet one for me. One yeah. for them, <laughs> one for me. Don't stray from that uh, equation. You know, we like that equation. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they definitely need an overseer to kind of start, at least with those new projects. They also have... Um, a new project coming out with Star Wars. It's like called it's called Project Luminous. Nobody knows anything about it, but it's just going to revolve around like the graphic novels and the comics. That's just mm. that's, that's those aren't canon it. anymore. Those are going to be canon. Okay, Ooh, so this all is the a new line, all the new lines. Okay, so the previous, new stuff. Okay. So previous, basically, uh, previous Star Wars. books. So these are the new books that came out in accompaniment of the new trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So, Aftermath and I don't yeah. Know so all your called. all your new Star Wars books that come out, basically, and even new graphic novels and comic books, those are all canon. It's the old stuff before basically the restart of like your Force Awakens or when uh, Marvel bought or not Marvel, sorry, when Disney bought uh, Star Wars. That stuff is considered Legends and considered when Star Wars started to yeah, suck. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, with The Force Awakens, your favorite movie. That, that's true. I do really like that movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, but from it's not this how last, the Force works. <laughs> from this last trilogy, it is good that the, it is time that I think they went into a different direction. They get like a Kevin Foggy like person just because, oh man, with this last trilogy. And you've got, you know, concept art coming out, which is fine, but I think they just need to dump the writers that yeah. they currently had. Right and now. So, it's already out there. Just leave it and move start, forward. Yeah, start a new move direction. Forward. So let me get us off this topic and ask Tyler, who's a huge fan of this, the next practical question. J.J. Abrams rumored for Justice League Dark to oversee that nonsense. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, If it was just like a single movie, I think I would be fine with it. I feel like it. it's yeah. not going to be. But, a, it doesn't uh, sound like a single it, movie. Sounds like a franchisey kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I will say? I think J.J. Abrams is good at starting things. Yeah. So I agree. He, yeah, yeah. So if they give him think, Justice League mm -hmm. Dark, I think it would be a good starting point. Yeah. I think if they gave him that, it'd be fine if he's just going to kind of do one. I think you still need somebody to kind of like hold his hand a little bit. Agreed. And just be Agreed. like, no Can, mystery box. Okay, you know? so <laughs> just, we, we watched an animated movie not too long ago last year right on the pod can you do justice league dark without doing like a constantine origin film or making it or like a swamp expensive. thing yeah can you is that even feasible i'm not sure it's feasible um yeah. i'm sure they can i yeah, mean I'm sure they they can. season one went bankrupt within like the first couple episodes yeah and so it was it was batman who de who decided that uh we needed justice league dark right yeah like yeah, magic right, base yeah. users so, to handle like the weird shit that yeah. superman won't touch and <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> exactly so it doesn't have to be constant it was when the cloud ate the batmobile do you remember that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was that was good I, yeah that was good loved it but uh, again it doesn't have to follow batman nor does it have to follow constantine but there's yeah. other like, i think it'd be cool if it. they had batman in there but maybe not include swamp thing just yet do other characters that you can kind of keep semi-grounded sure. and then kind of go from there i so. would like to see 
see them start off with Dead Z- Man. Zaytana. Okay, no, Dead yeah, you Man. could definitely do yeah. Dead Man. Yeah, yeah. Constantine. So. You got to have Constantine. Yeah, you yeah, could do Constantine. A, that's a you could do Zatanna. So, but it's just, of course, with like that magic bait, you're starting to get real expensive in the CGI. That's what I'm and true. Yeah, true. And, and so it just depends how far they want to go into it because <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen the Doctor Strange movie. But I okay, so are great. you disappointed <laughs> if they decide tomorrow? Um, Warner Time Warner Warner Brothers says, okay, JJ's in charge of Justice League Dark. Oh, you're happy is or you're sad? In charge of all of the like the justice, like the DC material, or just in just charge Justice of... League Dark Side? I'd be fine with it. Fine with it. But Producer if I see Ryan? another mystery box, yeah, I'm gonna slap I'm fine with it. With it. Yeah. So... <laughs> right. I agree, Tyler. They need to say, hey, you're not gonna be ending this series, so don't set up anything yeah, too crazy. I will I will argue that the whole mystery box approach from the first one is what started that. the downfall of all of this. Because really? though his whole approach to the mystery box is to never open it. But you have, um, but when you have to open it, I mean, that's what he does his whole TED talk about. He just never yeah. opens his own mystery box. And so, if, for those of you who don't know, that's what he gave like his mystery box. He has this present he got from somebody, and he says he's never going to open never it gonna open because it, yeah. the mystery of it is so much better. But the point is, He's not like, if you have to open it, then you know why even introduce. He's it not anyways. like Nicolas Cage, right? He goes right into the bathroom and then just opens yeah, it and reads. Really <laughs> <opens> it, <yeah. laughs> you gotta know. I mean, Jesus. Oh my gosh. But anyways, it's about uh, trust. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a let's, science fiction book. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Let me ask one more question. Okay, one more. On balance, this is an important question. On balance, was Star Wars, um, what is it, um, The Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker? Good for JJ's career or bad for JJ's I was probably, career? Uh, for, what was it, Force Awakens and Rise? Well, he did the two, right? Yeah. So those two, did they hurt or help? I think they probably hurt it. I think the first one helped, and then he immediately... Then Skywalker <laughs> kind of just brought it back down. Right, he so. backtracked it and yeah. killed it with Skywalker. Hey, he did what he could, all right? That's not his yeah. fault. All right, all so you right? disagree. Here you fault. disagree. All right, there you go. The JJ Hot cut. Hot yeah. from Garbage Boy. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on from other movie news. Enough of the Star right, Wars nonsense. Whatever Star Wars is. Yeah. I'm a fan. I just hate I'm all the back, movies. I'm back, and you so. can't keep me down. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, we've got a lot of kind of remakes and reboots coming up. Oh, so, it's exhausting, uh, isn't okay. it? Okay, Lethal Weapon 5. So oh it's, my goodness. it's still rumored, but you've got the original director, Mel Gibson and Don Richard Glover. Richard Donner. That's back, what that's so. the key thing there. So yeah. I love Danny Glover and I always will. And Mel Gibson, oh, he's got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'd say is like, I'm not excited for this. And then I read Richard Donner is involved and like, I just yeah. want Richard Donner to make a movie. So he hasn't done it in so long. I'm like, all right, that now my eyebrow is raised. So is it a bad idea? Probably. Is it going to yeah. be bad? Eh, hopefully they get Joe <laughs> Pesci. Just have Richard Donner involved, and then they'll get my money. They'll get I my think money. Uh, because they're doing so many reboots and remakes, it's just they're bound to hit something. It's that's exhausting. At least, it well, gets exhausting. Yeah, it is a little exhausting, but it's just another one you're getting, and it's kind of it's low risk, high reward, right? Yeah. If yeah. it tanks, it's just another reboot or remake that's just not as good as the original. But if it actually does better and exceeds expectations, it might actually like you know not even just make some money. I don't want to say it'll restart the franchise. I don't think we yeah. need more Lethal Weapon movies, but at least it'll be Well, they had a TV show, and I didn't really love yeah. that. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was fine. Speaking it of, like, special. you know, racism and stuff, apparently the guy who, uh, from, like, the first season who played the Mel Gibson character, apparently was, like, really racist on set. Really? And so they had to replace him, like, season two, I think, with Sean William Scott or something. Or with oh, yeah, that's person. right. That did happen. Yeah, yeah. he had, like, some yeah. major wow. issues, and so he was just being, like, really racist, I think, to, like, Damon uh, Wayne or something like that, who plays yeah, the... Yeah, Damon the, Wayne's. The, yeah, yeah D- Danny Glover version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so... 
they had some really big issues. Wow. So, yeah. You would think that would be one of the first things you find out when you're hiring someone. Yeah, especially if you're, you <laughs> well, know, your co-star is an African-American. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? like, <laughs> if you're trying to mimic anti-Semitic Mel Gibson, I mean, you got to have some... Uh... <laughs> yeah. They thought it was just method in the beginning, but then, oh no. Oh. <laughs> we said we wanted like Mel Gibson and not Mel Gibson himself. <laughs> He's like hiding his swastika tattoos. He's just like, oh no, no, that's Goodness. just for another... Uh, I, I, I don't know. Do, are you are you versed in the Mel Gibson uh, the uh, Lethal Weapon one through four? Are no, you pretty, are I, you I, not? Oh, okay. man. I, I did think on four, which was the Jet Li one, which I didn't think was a totally bad movie. Um, I did think they were going to kill one of the main characters off. Okay. Uh, spoiler, they did not. But I thought like if no they consequences, had done that, it would no have been exactly. We want consequences. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I if they do it, there should be, should be some consequences. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I've never seen any of the Lethal Weapons, but I I kind of hope I kinda they like do it. Where oh, really? Yeah, it's I, a, I'm really being honest. Them, they're so. all like somewhat rewatchable. Okay. None of them blow me away. <laughs> None of them make the list or anything. But they're all rewatchable. Probably this summer, I'll catch the first one. All I remember, I love Joe Pesci's Leo gets whatever. All Leo I remember, wants, Leo gets. I, all I remember are the water jug puzzles. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> no, that's Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> What's that Die Hard You're with a You're mixing up Lethal Weapon and Die Hard. Is that the one Samuel Jackson? Textbook producer Ryan. Stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then but I, I don't know movie. anything about Lethal Here's Weapon. Here's what I'll say about this. <laughs> die Hard with a Vengeance, better than any Lethal Weapon movie. Fight me. Here Which one is really? Die Hard yeah. with a Vengeance? That's the that... one with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, all right. And Jeremy Irons, who's a great That's right. Jeremy Irons is in it. So, um, other remakes, so they're going to do a remake of The Thing. So, which we've again, seen already. So, so uh, this will be the third. Yeah, the third it, one. Kind of. So, yeah. you've got the 1950s one, which is it's all Old based school. off the novel, yeah. uh, Who Goes There? So, you got the John Carpenter one, which came out like in Kurt 83, John Carpenter. 87, yeah, right, somewhere I think, or right around like that. There, yeah. And then you've got the one that came out in 2011, which had uh, Mary oh, Elizabeth Winston. I thought it was bad. That was a prequel one. Yeah. There's a. There's, there's I a, like the Kurt Russell one. Yeah. I ride for that one. That's a good movie. The Kurt Russell one's really good. There's a YouTube video out there. There's like a handful of them about that movie, the prequel one, because they originally did all practical effects for the prequel one. Really? But I think it was actually the studio interference that came in and made them forced to do the CGI, and that was like the biggest complaint mm, it was of weird. the prequel it was weird. the CGI. And you can look at some of the uh, old videos of how the practical effects look for that prequel movie, and they actually look pretty good. It would have been interesting to see how they would have done that. But... Um, with this new kind of a uh, thing remake, it's going to be based off, uh, the new, the novel that came out with who goes there. And I guess it's based off like 45 pages of an unfinished novel from basically the same author. I'd have to double look, double check that, but, but <laughs> yeah, so, but it looks like they're going to move forward as far as with making a thing, uh, remake. They've asked like John Carpenter, I think like a bunch of times to come back and do like a sequel or something, but he doesn't want to do it. Okay. For those of you who don't know, the He's... video game is technically canon. And, oh, is that right? Yeah. And really? so the video game is technically canon. And uh, Kurt Russell is alive in the video game. So you do with that information what you will. But that's technically canon. Which there, is have you ever seen Autofocus with Greg Kinnear where he plays the Hogan's hero guy and he's best buddies with John Carpenter and some creepy stuff happens? No, I haven't. Oh, it's, it's incredible. What, what <laughs> One of these it? days I'll pick it for the pod. What, what's but, it called? but it's William Defoe playing John Carpenter and it's a oh. great performance. Great performance. What's, what's the, the name of the movie? movie? Autofocus, I believe. Autofocus? Okay. Yeah. It must come out like early 2000s if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I will say uh, just for uh, up to date news, is a Fast Nine since we're speaking derivative. Oh yeah, uh, trailer popped, and then the Sonic trailer popped, a new oh, one. Yeah. Actually, this trailer didn't look too bad. Oh, I thought man. this one was the best of the three. I can't wait. It looks so bad that I want to watch it. <laughs> and then a, a, a special place in my heart. You know, I hate derivative. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, sequels or unnecessary sequels. But John Turturro, who I think is an underrated filmmaker. 
Um, he is doing, I think he's writing, directing uh, the Jesus roles. Yes, which I is saw the Big that. Lebowski character. Oh, Jesus. that's right. I, which yeah. I, saw that. I don't even care if it's bad. I'm first in line. <laughs> I'm there opening night. Let's do it. His character was like a sex offender. If you remember Absolutely. that. Yeah. Pederist. Pederist. <laughs> Eight year olds, dude. Eight year olds. <laughs> wow. You said it, man. Nobody uh, fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, remake of the thing, which I'm a little excited to see what they can do with it. Uh, then we've got a Anaconda remake coming uh, out too totally as well. Yeah. Really? So what they're trying to do is they're trying to do. Uh, remember the Meg that came out a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah. They're trying to go that route Barely and watchable. do a, just the Anaconda. So they're going to make it uh, kind of purposely bad and then just go it big on the monster. And so, but wow. um, Anaconda. Well, the original Anaconda was not a critical success at all, but it was a major fight. You know what I like? J Lo, J Lo, and yeah. a tongue in, a very tongue in cheek John Voight yeah. performance, <laughs> which I really liked. I thought he kind of made that movie, but now him it doesn't back. work. Tell me they got Jennifer Lopez again. I wish, but I not, probably not. I probably not. They don't have enough money to. I didn't get her back, unfortunately. She got snubbed at the Oscars. I finally saw Hustlers. I thought, eh, maybe. maybe. I heard it was bad. So it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah. Her performance kind of just like Uncut Gems. Not it's great, kinda, not you can't terrible. take your eyes off her performance, just like you can't take your eyes off of Adam Sandler's performance yeah. in Uncut Gems. The movies are aren't great, but the performances stand mm -hmm. out. So, so uh, I've got another thing coming up too because we've got all these live action Disney remakes. Uh, this one's a little scary. They're gonna do a live action Pinocchio. So oh, yeah, that yeah, sounds that really creepy. Sound yeah, <laughs> that sounds. Uh, when I saw that, I was just like, I is don't it gonna know. be a horror movie? No, Come on, Disney horror be. movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's no it's not it's not gonna be a horror movie. Ari Aster That's... directed. Oh <laughs> that'd be interesting. Yeah. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just it just feels broad creepy. daylight decapitation. I don't know. <laughs> it just feels so creepy. But um like you've got that live action Pinocchio. I remember some so, of the live action Peter Pans are creepy. Yeah. I mean, like mm -hmm. Pinocchio, you're really they don't age the well. Hole. Like yeah. they don't like even for the time. Except that for Hook. Made. Hook age. Oh, yeah, no, Hook is good. I actually like that one. Yeah, Spielberg. Hook is good. So um, I remember so recently, of course, like Disney bought Fox. Everybody knows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, Fox had all these properties that were basically like tanking or they had just crazy ideas of movies that they were trying to do. And a lot of, I guess, now Disney movies that were originally Fox movies didn't do as well, like in the theaters. And so something that was on the drawing board. And of course, when Disney came in, they had to kind of wipe a lot of stuff off. But they had like a couple diehard movies they're trying to get out with Fox. Yeah, they crossed those right off. They also had a <laughs> Geppetto movie because yeah, Pinocchio. I, I do yeah, remember I that. that. Yeah, 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 I remember that because yeah. uh, Pinocchio is technically like free domain, I believe, and so you could anybody yeah. could make a movie about Pinocchio. I made a movie. Doesn't mean anyone should. <laughs> it's a one man show. And so, <laughs> but it was just odd that they were trying to make a Geppetto like type of prequel movie, and it's just like, why? Like, what were you guys doing <laughs> over there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it would just be a existing sad movie. IP is it's getting like come on come on yeah man. it's just like why why <laughs> it would just you... it would be about an old man that just wants a son that'd be weird yeah sad. it's pretty sad it just all of it seems sad I'm getting too old for this shit making puppets <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I am not ready for the live action Pinocchio um, I've also got where uh, Quentin Tarantino so he was interviewed recently and he just kind of went on like I guess you could say like the Marvel Star Wars movie hating bandwagon yeah, so really where is. he says it's hard for original cinema to be struggling to keep its so head over a water war. it's a yeah war. it's a war it's yeah. a war so this is what I would say it's hyperbole in, Quentin yeah. Tarantino who knows so, hyperbole <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I would say to that is that original cinema has always been 
you know, struggling. Yeah. It's not anything new. Uh, and I, I don't, don't, I don't totally agree with that statement, but go ahead. But it, it's not just Star Wars and it's not just Marvel movies that are taking a blow of it. Of course, a lot of people will go, they'll make an effort to go see your Star Wars or your Marvel movies over something it's that is built in box in there. office. Yeah. But it's also technology today too, because you've got Netflix. We can play Hulu with toys. We couldn't know back then. Yeah. But original content would have the same argument. Well, I have a, there's scripts like Gemini Man, whether you think that's a crappy movie or not. I kind of, that's crappy. not original. <laughs> no, but that script existed. <laughs> for a long time but nobody thought they could pull it off yeah technology wise then all of a sudden they could pull it off and they make a crappy version and of then it. they ask why <laughs> and then, <laughs> but i mean like i i think that argument goes both ways you yeah. can have original content that's not the script doesn't meet what we have available technology wise yeah and, and so what can, i what i hate is that i've heard this argument about like remakes and uh and like just taking ips and doing something that's the key with right it. there existing the war is existing ip nostalgia maybe versus original ideas because yeah. the original ideas are more risky but the existing ip is like easier to sell to a president of time warner or whatever but, so that's uh, the problem my, the argument that i would put is that these comic book movies no one knew or cared about comic books before these movies yeah. came out. I don't know about that. I, Nick, I, oh no, serious? it is so true. Serious, is that true? Yeah, yeah, that is very, yeah. So nobody, I mean, like for example, we talked about last week. Have you ever heard of Shang-Chi before the newest movie's coming out? I had heard of it, yes. Yeah, yeah whatever, you're lying to me. <laughs> no, I had heard of it. But did you care about him? I did not yeah, care. Did you care about <laughs> Iron Man before? I did. I definitely read Iron Man comics. Definitely. <laughs> I own a bunch of comics. But First not, pair, it's a Silver Surfer right on my bookshelf. But not to this degree. Yeah, you, not to a widespread No, absolutely not. But what, like I don't know what that proves. That's the same thing as saying like the hardcore Star Wars fans are different than the casual fans that were brought in because Ray's a female lead or something like that. I, I think you're always going to have that. It's not unique to just existing IP but, but, or ex existing comic franchise. What I'm saying is that these movies, when they were made, they brought more people to the movies. Like more people wanted to watch these things. And because they're comic book fans or whatever, they united and bend underneath this Marvel. Some umbrella. of that I agree. Here's what I would say about this. Uh, without waxing too poetic about it, what Quentin Tarantino needs to do is compromise with who he thinks he's at war with, right? Mm -hmm. Batman movies bring people to the theater. Avenger movies bring people to the theater. Sometimes Avengers is sold out and they look up at the thing and they're like, oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in five minutes, maybe I'll check that or out I'll today. Or I'll go home and watch Any, Netflix. <laughs> because there's so much streaming going on, it's really the streaming wars, Anything that brings people to the theater is a good thing. You know, yeah. so you have to compromise with those people. Maybe the thing is not 4,000 screens for Rise of Skywalker. Save a few for me and my Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie yeah. or something like that. It's it's definitely making it harder to compete for like original theme movies to go out there and compete against like your Star Wars and your Marvels. You just can't do it. It wouldn't be even a smart idea to release something the same weekend as when the new Marvel movie's coming out. Sometimes, or I, I will counter that out, and could so. just quickly say, sometimes people try to get like the back wind of one of these yeah, hot movies. like your cats versus... Yeah, and sometimes it works <laughs> out. There's been a few movies where it really worked out. <laughs> now, can, I, can I ask... But how they ride on the coattails of Endgame or something and you still get $25 million out yeah, of Yeah, but it, how many know? movies failed because of it? A lot it. of them. Yeah. Lot of them. So, can, can I ask... Who is who is he getting mad at? Is he getting mad at the people? Oh, he's that are jumping making? like him and Scorsese have this thing about like we want to make our gritty original. What we do is make movies. These other mm -hmm. people, J.J. Abrams, they're not making movies. They're just feeding fan service or this yeah. other nonsense. We're artists. You know, we're you know, artists. Yeah, yeah so, it's always this yeah. argument of and, we're oh artists. It's uh it's uh, the guy from, uh, who's the fa uh, famous graffiti artist? Uh, I was Banksy. Oh, Banksy. 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 So it's yeah. Banksy versus Leonardo da Vinci or something. Like, what I do is street art. What I do is like, um, it goes in the, yeah. in the Louvre. It's both art. It's Art is subjective all the way around. Why are we fighting, mm -hmm. you know? So. Yeah, and also too, just kind of 
because there's so much available content as far as like with all the streaming services and just everything I think that's, that's out there. The, that's who like, they're at war with. Yeah. It's Netflix. And, it's yeah. Disney Plus. Those, I agree. It's uh, mm-hmm. the fire stick where producer Ryan steals all his movies. Yeah. That's what they're, that's what they're at war with. Nick, that I out. don't do that. You can edit that out. Go ahead, edit that out. <laughs> I don't do that at all. <laughs> so, yeah, it is that. Don't it tell is. me you paid to see Parasite. I know you didn't pay to see Parasite. I did. I wanted to watch it. <laughs> I gave somebody money and they. <laughs> but. It's definitely more of the streaming service because those Marvel movies, those Star Wars movies, they definitely get people out to the theaters. And because most people don't only go out for those big movies nowadays. But if you have an original yeah. movie, you could pitch that to Netflix. You could pitch that to Hulu. And they that's, do that That's all why the they're time. at war, right? Yeah, because Netflix will say yes the to the Irishman and 20th Century Fox will say no, yeah. right? So they're at war with that. Now the argument is we're going to show the Irishman for two weekends and 25 theaters and then it's exclusively on Netflix because that's what we want, Netflix subscribers, not people in movie theaters for AMC or yeah. whatever. That's the problem there. I think that that's what they need to be weary of. Right. And I would say, too, as well, like with those original movies, you know, you've got people trying to come out with original movies and they're at war with like your Quentin Tarantino's like, of course, Quentin Tarantino's trying to deliver at he's least somewhat original hundred million products. dollar yeah. movies at the box. But he's still office, a big you know? he's still a name. He's, yeah, he's, he's equivalent name. to your Marvel and your Star Wars. Noah too, Baumbach so. <laughs> has never made a movie that made like one twentieth of what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did worldwide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where's their complaints? Nope. You know, we don't hear their headlines yeah. on IMDb.com or whatever. And Netflix so. buying everything, you know, they're buying all <laughs> the original. <laughs> Really, I, and I like Scorsese. Obviously, I like Tarantino, but it makes them seem pretentious and annoying. Yeah, yeah and I don't know yeah. why they go out of their way to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know who they're. And I still is. haven't seen The Irishman, but no, like, I, yeah. I I rewatched the trailer like uh, about a week, week and Producer a half ago. Producer Ryan would and hate it. Every <laughs> hey, I saw the trailer. He goes into a Dunkin' Donuts. It looks so bad. <laughs> it's just the, the de aging looks so bad on it. It's you know what I mean? It really yeah. does feel like an older generation still trying to cling on. You're even using these older generation actors and it's just the CGI de-aging looks so bad. <laughs> oh man. But uh, we're going to move on to our last little bit of uh, movie news. It's just a little short thing. Uh, apparently uh, Jeffrey Wright, he may not be Commissioner Gordon in the new Star Wars, or not Star Wars, sorry, in the new Batman movie. Matt <laughs> Batman. Um, no and Peter Skarsgård, I believe, also he's not confirmed yet to be Two-Face. So they're still casted in there. Okay. But there's a little bit of mystery. There's a misdirection, a little mystery. Yeah. They just don't want to, you know, spill the beans. They don't. Stuff. So, which I'm, I'm fine with, you know, <laughs> keeping I, I don't, uh, it's kind of like the, um, the Snyder cut a little bit. I see these tweets that come set photos from the Batman. Oh, and I don't so see, many of them. I don't see shit. Like, it's yeah. a car that says Gotham City. Like, what am I looking at like I, I don't need more of those Nick, that Let's car is going to be in the yeah, movie aren't you no, excited I get it. about no, that I totally get it <laughs> <laughs> also uh, let me ask you this question yeah. I, I don't know how legit this rumor is but I'll bring it up on the pod because we're not reputable anyway uh, Dr. Doom rumored to be the villain in Black Panther 2 do we care oh, about that oh that that'd be interesting that was a hot yeah, I, I, that really cool. I don't know if it's well and that will be a good way that's to a good segue he's introduced Fantastic Four Fantastic Four yeah and Dr. Doom yeah he's a really good villain and you guys are the comic fans I just wanted to bring it up for this purpose he had something to do with the multiverse and we know that the doctor strange multiverse movie had something to do where dr doom took over one of the multiverses and took like the minds of all the superheroes i think that's a little bit uh, far out, old man but... logan he takes over basically him and a lot of the villains take yeah. over the world yeah and something so, like they, that right and they split up the territories i but... remember i've always liked dr doom and i'm not sure he's had a, a good a role yeah. in modern cinema he's I would... two versions they both kind of sucked yeah <laughs> I mean, those old Fantastic Four movies, they hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> they're not awful. Like, they're... I'm not saying they're awful. 
awful, but his his take that was a guy from Nip Tuck. Yeah, I always forget that guy's name, but he uh, it, it was wasn't amazing. A- and don't you dare say anything else. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll the stop next right words there. out of your mouth or not? It's I'm already amazing. on thin ice with then my last two movie picks, so I'll be quiet. <laughs> How dare you? Chris Evans is amazing in that, <laughs> and Jessica Alba. Oh yeah, she was amazing. great. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with that. Yeah, actually, like I forget that guy's name, but the British guy who plays uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, he's actually not he's bad. Good. Yeah, he's good. I like good. him. Yeah, he he Ian, Ian something. He looks the name. part. Yeah, that, he does. So, yeah, but yeah. he's not enough of a dick. That's yeah. That's he's got to be yeah. more an asshole. I, I don't true. remember. I read some Fantastic Four comics. I don't remember Reed Richards being that much of a. It's dick. always like the crossover stuff. Is that where he's a bigger storylines? Yeah, and so they cancel Reed Richards and. So I wanted to bring up this. I watched the trailer for Guns and Kimbo. Oh, yeah, I saw that I too. Saw that I didn't have to put that in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, you sent it to me. And yeah. I felt yeah. obliged to watch it. <laughs> so I felt like this was uh, under production hell for like ever. I've seen set. I've seen memes about yeah, it. Memes yeah, memes and set pictures for like it. the longest time, for a couple of years. Yeah. And now it's coming out and I find out it looks terrible. I thought it looked pretty interesting. I don't know that it looks. Really? I think it looks fine. It yeah. looks uh, terrible to me. It's all just fine. I think Samara Weaver looks cool harry potter uh, i just don't know if it's right for him but i think it looks fine it definitely reminds me as far as like your hardcore henry and things like that where it's just going to be more action which was bad i actually wanted that movie to be good (laughs) i wanted to be too but um what was the other thing that i feel like that would have given me a headache uh man i can't i hardcore henry i definitely saw and i was like same yeah, <laughs> I I definitely like the premise as far as like of course when he's coming out and he's got the guns bolted to his yeah hands. yeah and so it just looks crazy and off the top so I'm willing to accept whatever like he's trying to put his pants on he's trying to, it's, it's he's trying to open the door uh, <laughs> I like that stuff yeah it's definitely you have to suspend your that's uh, your original property I yeah, think unless it's a comic book or something it's got or... a little Scott Pilgrim versus the world kind of vibe I feel like it's got it's trying to be a little bit subversive Scott is just the but worst, I don't so. but well you know again you you always mention don't judge it by the trailer so yeah. we should wait it out a little bit I don't know I feel like if a movie is bad you can tell within trailer if I, a movie is always. good I actually think the birds of Trailer. trailers we talked about on this pod not great but people who have seen that movie are giving I've it heard high ratings buzz. Yeah, yeah good buzz now we all know early buzz is not always something to believe about. right yeah but i would say like some of the critics that i read that liked it i i, I appreciate those critics okay so i, 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 tend to I know the uh as far as people seeing movies too uh the new mutants cast they finally saw the the new mutants I read movie. This they got it yeah so they're able to do a cast screening and some of them are giving the thumbs up as a go ahead but they're in the movie so they're a little <laughs> biased it, uh, you know like was a gun to the head when they gave it a thumbs up yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> bolted to their head <laughs> yeah but uh what was the back to the movie with daniel radcliffe in it i i would either watch it in theaters i'd wait for it to go to the dollar theater or netflix to watch it they did I, yeah. They did a movie it. like this before. It was like this viral internet thing. It was the one with Dave Franco, right? It was Emma Roberts and so. Dave Franco. Yes, okay. yes. So. Yeah. And and it also have was you not seen very that movie? good. I haven't seen it. I saw it. No. You it's saw not it? very good. It's yeah. fine. I thought the premise sounded stupid, and this yeah. premise sounds terrible as well. <laughs> because I'm not, I don't associate myself as a millennial. I didn't relate to the nonsense uh-huh. that went on in that movie, but it, there were parts of it that were watchable. I actually like Dave Franco and Emma Roma, Roberts a lot, so their performances were like kind of endearing. But the script was like, eh, this was probably written in a weekend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a drug fueled weekend. Yeah, exactly. And cocaine, man. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. I'm getting strong. This has vibes. a cocaine. Vibe. Vibe, right, a <laughs> couple of lines of cocaine in the bathroom. I got a great idea, it's man. The only way to write this. So these guns, he's holding real life guns. Yeah. They're bolted to my hands. And <laughs> but the memes that came from this movie, beautiful. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, so we're gonna move on actually into the show. So, okay. so today we're gonna be doing the weatherman. The weatherman. So what year did this come out? 2005. 2005. 2005. Yeah. Okay, so this yeah. is before Nicolas Cage was 
very well known for being Nicolas Cage. He, I guess what I, you know, here's what I would say. My hot take on this movie without giving too much away is that this and Lord of War, which both came out in 2005, that's it. That's the last of good Nicolas Cage. Oh, really? That's the end you of know, the line right there. Was, He's done some other stuff watchable, but that's the last of like peak Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I was looking at this movie in like the IMDb rating and I saw yeah. Lord of War was higher I than I love this, that movie. And I was like, I'm going to make you guys watch that I thought that was too. like a terrible movie, but apparently it's good. No, I like it. Great Jared, oh, sneaky, great good. Jared really? Leto performance. Yeah, I heard it was Sneaky, good. great Bridget Moyahan performance. That's a good movie. Okay. Yeah. What was your hot take on this, Ryan? Nick likes this movie. <laughs> Why does Nick like these movies? He has such a positive outlook <laughs> on life. So I want to take that away from you. <laughs> so, so it came out in 2005. Was this number one in the box office or did it make it So money, you or... want the numbers. Is that what yeah, you're asking I want for? The numbers. The numbers That's right? what I'm asking All right. for. Shouts to Alex. He didn't do the numbers. That's all right. I thought you did a decent job. Thank not you. great. Not great. <laughs> not great. Step it up a little bit. <laughs> not great. Not terrible. Right. So the numbers for this movie are pretty straightforward, right? You know, I like the high concept adult drama. I wouldn't call this one necessarily high concept. In fact, this one has really no narrative whatsoever. That's kind of what I really love about it. Steve Conrad wrote it. The budget for this movie was $22 million. This was a hot script, believe it or not. It shuffled around Hollywood for quite some time, and a lot of people were kind of came, went, didn't want to pay up for it. Steve Conrad sold it for a couple million dollars. Budget for this movie, $22 million. So not like almost famous territory yeah. or nothing like that. Somewhat low risk, but still the, the, the studio paid a decent dollar for it. It made eh, 12 million US, 7 million overseas, <laughs> 19 million total to break even. It needed to make like 40, 45. It did wow. a little bit better on streaming, or not streaming, but uh, DVD and Blu ray uh -huh. at the time, and a little bit better later on when it was Who bought, bought out and that? sold. Who bought but, this movie? I, I own it. I own it. It's on my bookshelf. You're welcome. <laughs> he bought you're, like you're 100. Welcome. You're welcome, Nicolas Cage, and all your debt. <laughs> but uh, so it didn't do particularly well. Now, again, I actually brought this movie up specifically for a couple of reasons. We always talk about the divergence between critic and audience on Rotten Tomatoes. We know art is subjective. We've talked about it many times. Sometimes what happens is the critics agree, the audiences don't, or vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. This one actually is, is, is sort of a convergence of the opposite of both of those things, right? So anybody want to guess critic on this for Rotten I Tomatoes? I think I saw it when I was looking it up. Uh, I think critic was like 50 or 60%, but I don't know. What 59%. Is. 59 okay. Very good guess. Producer Ryan audience, because you didn't audience? like it. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably say 40 40? Okay, 56% audience. Okay. So both critics agree uh, and, and audience agree on this movie, but I disagree with both of them. And that's why I picked it. <laughs> so there you go. Those are the numbers. <laughs> All right. So we're just going to take a quick second to hear from our sponsor. I don't like his face. No, I like him. He's handsome. My job's very easy. Two hours a day, basically reading prompts. Hey, weatherman! Every couple months, someone throws something at me. I receive a large reward for pretty much zero effort and contribution. The shakes and stuff are a reaction to that, I think. Why would someone throw a shake at you? You just read the weather. So, as always, spoiler warning and spoiler warning 2005. for all. Yeah. Nobody's seen this all movie. Our, all <laughs> our pointed older out by movies. The segment. Probably no one will want to <laughs> well, see this Well, settle down. We this. drive the culture at Talking <laughs> Flick. This is going to get a bunch of people to go to their bargain bin at Walmart, pick it out, and buy it for two bucks. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. What does that say to you, Nick? What does that say to you? 
I don't care about their opinions. <laughs> I'm a narcissist. <laughs> By the way, 102 minutes. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. Yeah, actually, you're welcome, producer I, I did like that it was so short because it's a little quicker. longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about this it. Is, this is another one of those movies because it came out in 2005 where I remember seeing bits and pieces of it, but never like the full great movie trailer. its entirety. Great trailer with a great Iggy so, Pop song on it. So <laughs> as far as uh, what things I remember from this movie from just walking by and just happened to see it on TV or somebody like rented it in the family and was watching it was definitely when the German girl is uh, with Nicolas Cage Absolutely. or from uh, that. I remember that <laughs> in 2005. That. So I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. That one's you got me. <laughs> and, then, and then I think I remember uh, his daughter buying a pack of cigarettes. Fantastic. And then I remember the pedophile thing. Mm. And I was Gemini just... Love Pena or whatever. She's a great little actress. She's wonderful in this movie. Oh, for, uh, the, for the daughter. daughter. Shelley, yeah. yeah. So, and then she got Nicholas Holt. Um, yeah, yeah, again, yeah, yes. we continuously see young Nicholas Holt with all these great performances, <laughs> and then he sells out and becomes a crappy beast. Great performance <laughs> for Rex Man. I don't know. There wasn't. He didn't have a lot of screen time for me to be. Everything able to say. in this movie is subdued. Okay, if you can't appreciate that, that's your brain. All right, not mine. <laughs> so when less I was, is more here. <laughs> when I was watching this movie, because you know, of course, the past like you know ten years and plus, we've been getting just. Crazy things from Nicolas Cage in general. Yeah. yeah. So when I watched this movie, because this is 2000, you know, this came out in 2005, I'm just kind of like, it's a little hard for me to take him seriously at all just because of like Bangkok Dangerous, National, you know, just yeah, all right. the other and stuff. He's done so you. much stuff. And this know? is a very specific reason because I always want to point out that I am the grown up in the room on this podcast and you guys are the <laughs> creepy millennials that are soulless, no emotion. You're just looking at emojis all day long. And Don't memes. take pictures of me, all right? <laughs> right, exactly, right? So let me just give you five pre-move Weatherman movies and five post-Weatherman movies and you tell me what your first thought is, right? Pre-Weatherman, Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, City of Angels, 8mm, totally underrated movie, and let's say Adaptation, movie I love. We'll throw uh -huh. in National Treasure, Matchstick Men, just for good Obviously measure, The right? Rock. Okay, and all those movies are pretty decent, right? <laughs> okay. You wouldn't say that's a terrible yeah. resume, right? Okay, now I'm going to give you post-Weatherman to make my point here. The Wicker Man. Okay. The Bees. Next. The Bees. Okay, <laughs> Bangkok Dangerous. Um, some movie called Astro Boy, uh, Kick-Ass, I thought that was a pretty decent performance, and just for good measure, Trespass, Stolen, uh, these are straight-to-DVD uh -huh. movies, I assume, I don't know what they are, although I can guess the premise, uh, maybe The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Season of the Witch, this, he had clearly declined after this. If you want good Nicolas Cage, you're looking at the end of the road in this movie, so just be respectful when you talk about it. <laughs> so I, after watching this movie... I looked up on Rotten Tomatoes, or not even just Rotten Tomatoes, just Google in general, like the list of all of Nicolas Cage movies ranked from the lowest Rotten Tomato score to the highest. Okay. This was what? Right. No, it's had to be high in the higher bracket. Oh, in right? this one, it was right about in the middle because he's okay. got movies ranging from like your 0% on Rotten Tomatoes to like his highest ranked movie is Into the Spider-Verse, which is at a, like a okay, 97%. But that's a but pretty he's, he's, small he's piece of that Yeah, he plays a Spider-Noir. Oh, yeah, so okay. And I actually, to be fair, so, I like him in Kick-Ass too, but again, a small yeah. piece of that movie and, is him. And also, too, he's just done so much because it yeah. was known for a while that he was in debt and he, he was just in would debt. take any movie. I'll take it. And so you've got all these, and so some of them are actually like sleeper hits where you hear good things about them. Like I heard, I think Mandy was yeah, actually Yeah, Mandy really was good. one of them. I heard yeah. Joe was good. So there are some things out there, but you know, 
National Treasure is amazing. But anyways, I, like, I love the first I, one. The second one, eh, but the first one, I, I think. So yeah. the question is, I, I'll I know, be there for part three. I know that Nicolas Cage is a good actor. He can act. Yeah, yeah he's a good it. actor. No, no, no. Has... You, you misspoke. He can be a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it right. <laughs> he has range to him. I like to see him flying off the handle I and love screaming. It. <laughs> right. Okay. So Vampire's this is Kiss. was that the one? I love yeah, that. Vampire's Kiss. Uh, yes. Excellent movie, right? And I love him in um, uh, Raising Arizona. <laughs> was okay. he saying file A B? He's he is the uh, the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, right? That's a yeah. very Hollywood family. He can do great stuff. He almost reminds me a little bit of Al Pacino when he flies off the the handle, right? Mm-hmm. Al Pacino kind of becomes a parody of himself. Nicolas Cage has now made a straight to DVD career out of flying off the handle and being a parody of himself, right? Yeah. This is actually him being subdued. This is a very subdued performance. I say I pick a Nicolas Cage movie. You guys have expectations, and then I crush you and subvert them. <laughs> That's what I do. This is a great turn for him because everything he does is sort of docile, gloomy, hapless, mm. subdued. And I think that that's good for his career. And he oh. should have sort of stayed on that mark. Too bad he bought like Elvis's skeleton and went into debt. Okay. <laughs> okay. One of the things. One of the things. As I was watching this movie, it definitely calls to mind certain other properties and Jerry i don't wire <laughs> no? i um Nobody? i don't watch i don't watch the office because yeah. of this uh-huh. i just this feel is like, pre-office to be fair yeah, pre-office so but it's you know it's also pre the weatherman uh, I like it when face he points off. at me. Face, <laughs> off. <laughs> face off is pre-weatherman. Are, <laughs> are you sure you want to say that oh before he did the weatherman, he was on top of his game. Hot take. I kind of like face off. <laughs> kind of like John Woo's Now face you off. like face off. I've always loved face off. <laughs> I know uh, as far as like Nicolas Cage from his acting, I've, I've heard this before. I think I even said it on the podcast too, where when he does his acting, I don't know if this was in the time of when he was doing this movie, but I know recently this is what he does when he gives about, he gives like 10 performances usually like one through 10. And oh, he yes, like ranges. Yes. <laughs> he ranges the motion in That's it, and then the director kind of chooses what fits best. But, and, but, so. and I like this one because he's sort of he's very subdued. His face is gloomy and sort of like in a sad state all the time. But he still looks like an asshole, which yeah. is exactly what you need for this part. So, <laughs> Nick, what, what what the point I was trying to make is that. So this is supposed to be a drama and what you're going to say, it's definitely like later on in this episode, you're going to say it's very real. It's very grounded. It's correct. But it's correct. Thank you for Nicholas Cage. Now I can just he's not a real person. That is not a real person. That is a caricature of a real person. I have never seen someone like that before. And I, I can see moments where as a caring father or someone that cares about his family and stuff like that, I can see that. But then there's other things that are reminiscent of this off the uh, flying off the handle Nicolas Cage but in a subdued manner and he doesn't really fly off the handle give me any when he, but he almost, he almost shot fights, him with a bow and arrow Shawshank Redemption Gil Bella exactly exactly that, when that, he that, slaps that, Rusty in the face with a, with a great are, glove that's amazing those like are a, perfect like a 19th examples. century nobleman I don't, I don't know why I did what I did next so, so those are perfect examples it's not you flying off your the father hand. to think you're a silly idiot don't slap somebody in the face with a glove because if you do you're father will think you're an asshole <laughs> but it's not flying off the handle in standard nicholas cage fashion that's it's the flying genius off the of handle that's the genius in of a the subdued casting manner yeah. it's still nicholas cage but subdued it's nicholas cage, cage to you okay <laughs> to to this script to this story it's an important casting What's decision again just What's like jerry mcguire is um, tom cruise to a lot of people you know who jerry mcguire is to me Fucking Jerry Maguire. What's, what's, it's a great part. What's his he, name? They're playing his name. Dave Spritzel. Dave, Dave Spritzel, yeah, that's what it is. Dave Spritz. Technically Dave Spritz because he shortens it for yeah. you know economic reasons. <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching it, and as far as like the character, uh, 
with this character, with Dave's character, I'm just kind of like, is this guy on the spectrum? Like, does he have Asperger's <laughs> or is he autistic? Because I was seriously wondering because it's just some of the things he does. And yeah. they just kind of put it the performance out there as a weatherman. In line with like social co- like norms with yeah. interacting with people. But uh, I don't know, man. We work with a lot of people, producer Ryan. That's true. That don't that's have true. social, uh, I don't know, skills. Interpersonal, <laughs> interpersonal as nice skills. as I can because some of them listen. So Nick, I <laughs> will say I will say that there are moments that I laugh. There's there's things that Absolutely. I did like with this movie. But overall, how about some emotion? Did it get any emotion out of you? At the end, yes, it got me at the a, end. At the end, it and, got me. And I have right, to I'll stop yelling. And, and, and I have to say that all that weird, cringy background and all that stuff, it makes the ending pay off so much more. It has right. more impact at the end with the scene with his father, the scene with his daughter, like all of that comes full circle. And it's because of all these weird interactions with them that it hits so much harder. I promise I'm not going to wax poetic like I did for Up in the Air because I got yelled at by producer Tyler for it <laughs> <What'd> <laughs> when, <I do>? he, <laughs> when he played producer. Uh, so I won't do that. But what I will say is that this movie sets a tone. Uh, you say it's not real of course i'm going to say this is real and you don't know enough people because you don't get it out enough (laughs) but that idea of i can get it together i can straighten out my life i can do this right then you make the decision i'm gonna change i'm gonna do it but then you still fail after that but that sometimes you make some progress but then there's always two steps forward one step back one step forward two steps back back and forth back and forth that's what they're trying to show here and i think it's effective i agree with that archetype i agree with that archetype that that exists but it's just like michael scott michael scott wants to make the office good and he wants people to like him but he's a caricature of that's a straight comedy though this is not that this is not the that's what i'm saying though that's that's the uh, the vibes that i'm getting from his character there are moments where i i agree with you that He's just trying to make his family um, one again. But the way he's going about it is just off the wall. It's okay. crazy. There's Let me point this out real. to you. There's moments that are real, but there's times where he's like, oh, let's go into archery. You know what? I'm really into archery now. Now I'm going to carry my bow with me through New York. <laughs> like, that's it's crazy. Great. It's genius. <laughs> and I will say he nobody looks... throws frosties at me anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's because I carry a bow and arrow around my back. <laughs> so he does. I will say he looks that's coo- genius. He looks cooler than Hawkeye with a bow and arrow walking through New York. I agree. Yeah, he would have made a cool superhero. <laughs> Actually, it's a weird movie for me to decide Nicolas Cage should have been Superman or should have played a superhero at some point other than Ghost Rider <laughs> uh, because he could have really nailed it, you know, but yeah. unfortunately we never get him at his peak superhero-ness. I will say this. You say it's not real. This was written by Steve Conrad. Now, Steve Conrad is a great writer. Um, He's kind of unsung. He's made two movies I really, really like, and I know one that you like. He made The Pursuit of Happiness. I like that movie. It's a good yeah, Will Smith like movie. movie. We shit on Will yeah. Smith. By the way, yeah. Bad Boys, number one. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not too into row. Pursuit okay, of Happiness really? or How about this one? Smith, Let me but... throw you, he wrote The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. How about oh, that? Yes, I really like okay, that. That's one I have not seen. Do you see so, parallels, yeah, do you oh, see parallels do between this script and that script? There are parallels here, right? Pretty clean, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. there are. A guy searching, a guy trying really hard and still often failing. But he, I, Now, let me give you one more. This is the one thing about this movie that people don't understand. It's really like Seinfeld. It's a movie about nothing. Yeah. Okay, there is no narrative here. 
it's really just a, a bunch of pieces of life that we have to turn into sort of like climactic or or anticlimactic events to keep it moving. But really, nothing here is super significant that's happening. There is no real like final analysis, third act conclusion to this movie. And I appreciate that. Today, we get so much like first act, second act, third act big conclusion, Exegol, blah, 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 blah. This is a movie about nothing and still it works. Still it's clean. Still I really like it. It's really slow. It's, <laughs> it's got right. it's it's got some really slow moments, although I will say um, there are a good majority of scenes where they really sunk me in where not cringe, absolutely, but it does bring out that the emotion. The Gil Bellows, the um, Nicholas Holt part, the creepy so uh, guidance counselor. My whole thing is. with the guidance counselors thing is... <laughs> By the way, when, Shawshank, Gil Bellows. Yeah, I know, I know. I liked him up too. I was like, he looks so familiar. <laughs> Anybody so, from Shawshank. But uh, like that whole scene with, you know, with the guidance counselor, the multiple scenes, the guidance counselor, like the very first time he's in, you know, they meet in the store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, red flags creepy. start flying off yeah, like yeah. immediately. Any, right? any, any goatee so... that's that groomed that way, definitely creepy. <laughs> <You're just untrusted. laughs> but it's just, that's definitely something where I'm just like, okay, you obviously, like, because even the other kid could tell, like, there's something off about yeah, this. And so yeah. he just dips out of there. <laughs> and so, but, but Nicholas Cage, remember, but, uh, I'm sorry, Nicholas Holt, absent father there. Yeah. So he's searching for something too. more vulnerable. Bellow. That's the predatory aspect of that particular. Yeah. You know, no, I understand. I understand that part, but do you not see like these red flags kind of coming <laughs> off? You know, kids don't. Regardless, That's why he's kids yeah. don't. I, yes, I, I agree with now, that. Now, let me ask you this. He's now, pretty old. You again, know, just going to throw that Cage, out there. He's kind of an asshole. It's, he's an antihero. He's not easy to root for. This is a collection of details. It's not a clean narrative. So we don't see him grow necessarily that much Definitely in this movie. Definitely doesn't grow. So. But the way Rusty, we don't see him react to the guidance counselor. Like, yeah, I took care of it. I talked to the guy versus Nicolas Cage beats him up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's which true. is kind of he like an epic moment, even though it's quiet, it's goofy. It's not like he kicks. His it was ass a good scene. He did kind of beat him up. Yeah, yeah, he did, it but it was sort of like they fall down the stairs. It's not like a perfect man. You know, his knuckles were jacked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the first time. But uh, Michael Caine, a great character who plays his father, actually is like, "Good job." Yeah, good yeah, job, he tells him. And, and then again, which it, is impactful. That's what makes it emotional. Yeah. Like those those scenes, the ending scenes, how they resolve those conflicts they wouldn't have as much impact without the cringe and without this caricature that Nicolas Cage portrays. It it needs that portion in the movie. But I will agree with you, Tyler, slow. that the very beginning was super slow. I watched the first 20 minutes and I just You went in clean. It. You didn't know anything about yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't you know, know anything about, about it. it. Not yeah. much. I was actually getting it mixed up between the family man and this one, the weather man. So I was just like, okay, when let does me, he like turn Let me correlate this a little bit more because I do try to tie things together when it's my pick and I know you guys are going to fire me eventually. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, cinematography. Cinematography was Fedon yes. Papamikal, which is the great Greek uh, cinematographer, one of the only great Greeks <laughs> Very in Hollywood. Nice. You know what he? What did, John Stamos. You know what he did? You know what he did recently? Ford versus fucking Ferrari. Oh, yeah. My oh, number okay. one movie of the year. The cinematography was great in that movie. Yeah. He also did Walk cinematography. A lot of Coen Brothers movie. movie like Nebraska. Um, he he is great, and I think like the SpongeBob stuff. Yeah, the yeah. Stuff with the frozen Chicago it had River. Some good framing. The rain at the funeral. I will also say I also like the sound track that little clicking great soundtrack, thing yeah uh that uh that I loved it develops oh, yeah. into the, yep. the music uprise it was it was really good it kind of shows you that things are going to happen and things are in motion uh but again the beginning you just see how terrible this guy's life is the first 20 minutes i was like 
why am I watching this? This does not make me feel good. I feel terrible right now. I stopped after 24 minutes and I was like, oh my goodness, I got to do something else. But I here's the thing. Video but let, me, let me point this out. <laughs> His life is hard. He's trying. He's often failing. He's saying he's trying and then he's failing to meet up to what he says he's doing. Right. I remember Batman Begins uh, was a script I really liked, even though I didn't love how it came together. That Chris Nolan movie. Maybe it's uh, I don't know how I ranked those three Batman Nolan movies. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. You guys talked about Nolan last week. I thought it was an interesting conversation. But in that script, which was a script I liked, there's a part where Katie Holmes says, look, Bruce, it's not uh, who you say you are. It's actually what you do that makes me define you or what defines you as a person. This is a great example of that, right? He says, I'm going to do better. I'm going to try. Then he fucking forgets the tartar sauce. Yeah, but yeah. then he also has a good day where he takes his daughter out and buys her dresses. Yeah. You know, where they have the camel toe conversation. <laughs> oh my God. It's fantastic, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's uncomfortable, ever... but that's not real to you. That is real. It's funny and seeing then, Michael Caine and then say the payoff, camel toe. You know what the genius of this is? The payoff isn't right away, right? It's not immediately where his jerk, you know, his kind of bitchy wife, obviously for good reason yeah. um, says oh great job buying her dresses it's weeks and weeks later at the funeral when she's like oh yeah that's a nice dress yeah I bought it in New York yeah I heard that's why I'm telling you yeah. like you don't get immediate satisfaction for being a good person you gotta earn it over time and that's what this movie's all about life is hard man you gotta work every day the easier thing and the harder thing are often the right or the, the harder <laughs> thing is often the right thing. That's genius writing, right? Yeah, <laughs> this de- it definitely has its moments too. like, especially like when I was watching it with uh, as far as when he's when he's got the bow and arrow and he's yeah. pointing it at Russ. The I was actually thinking he was going to actually like actually shoot Russ. With I the was arrow. thinking that too. And yeah. I, was like, I never don't, thought that. Don't do Again, it. The difference yeah. between don't reasonable grownups and millennials. But, <laughs> <laughs> but with this movie, it is slow. It definitely is not a complete narrative, but it's meant to be that way. Do you think when, the slowness is intentional? Yeah, to a point. I think <laughs> it's. I think it's. 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 It's intentional, but I think also too because they might have ran out of things to say for this character as well, and the characters say things in general. Also, I think as far as this movie goes, it all it's really meant for is to just do like a character analysis and a deep dive on the movie. That's mm-hmm. all it's meant for. It's not really meant for <laughs> like classic enjoyment or anything. It's not meant for classic enjoyment. It's not meant for those things. Well, all it is is to take a look at it and you can you can spin it so many different ways. This is about how okay, you've got the weatherman and he thinks that if he gets this good morning or was it Hello America job yeah, and yeah. he gets this million dollar a year, he's going to get his family back 1. and everything. 2 but, million. Yeah, but, but I love how he says it, it to his wife. Look, yeah. it's one point two million. Yeah. You're going to take me back now, right? Like, no, that's not what it's yeah. about. You know? So like, that's the that's flaw. really I, as far as watching this movie, it's not bad People it's slow flawed. but yeah and <laughs> i get that but i already it. know that yeah well, like and, it's and, just but that's not so entertaining with you, that is what you're saying um, with that. It, it's hard to explain it because it's it does have some entertaining moments but it is just really slow it is just kind of like as far as just stretching from point a to kind of just point b not even point a to point b because it does go all over the place i know what they're trying to go for and that's why i say this movie is i can understand why people would like this movie because that's really all it's they good for like it's movie. for a character <laughs> it's there for a character analysis so it's there for a deep dive what, what i will say is that in regard to those events that happen I can see that from an everyday. I know that this person exists. I know that there's someone that just wants to make the family work and they they feel that oh if only I get this job if, or or if not just I make- that aloofness. Aloofness. My father's super aloof, right? He he's not great socially. Uh shouts I love you dad, right? But here's the thing like he's great on TV in that environment. He's great with the green screen behind yeah, yeah. him. But in person, mm. can I have your autograph? Go fuck yourself. What are you talking to me for? <laughs> like people are like that. I I I just think that some of these moments are a little bit to the extreme 
stream. That's why I don't find it very well, believable. Yeah, it's I still know, Hollywood. Like it's still the, a movie. The situ- yeah, exactly. Right. And that's what I'm I'll getting at. That. The situations itself are a little to the extreme. That person does exist. There's a person out there that's trying to make things work, that's getting beat up and having a hard time. But that's not interesting to watch. We want to watch Nicolas Cage kind of like smack a guy with his gloves. I love it. <laughs> it I love is. that. I sent it to you guys on Twitter. I love it's one of my favorite scenes of that particular movie yeah. year. And <laughs> although I'm not a big fan of this movie, it is interesting to see Nicolas Cage in this role. And it is interesting to see I that agree. character. And I do and more like than anything far... else. That's why I picked it. Yeah. You want Nicolas Cage? I gave you what I like of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so I wanted I gave you next. We're <laughs> all about subversion on Talking Flick. I took your expectations. I wanted gone in I 60 seconds. In the face with a glove. <laughs> but it, it is just, and that's why I say this movie, it's good for a deep dive. It's good for a character analysis. But it is interesting to see him on screen, Nicolas Cage, and it is interesting seeing this character, and it is interesting seeing, I guess, as far as, like, his point of view. Although he is a weatherman, he makes a lot of money every year. A lot of money, He yeah. also gets shit thrown at him all <laughs> the time, you know? And I love that and they that was out, actually like, pretty he's, funny. He's not a meteorologist. Even yeah. when he talks to the meteorologist, like, I don't fucking know. It's wind, man. It goes anywhere. Like, yeah. he just reads the prompter. And so <laughs> I think that part is interesting as far as, like, people are just coming up to him. Hey, what's the... What, what, what would they say? Hey, what's the... the what's the, the nipper? nipper? What's the nipper? There you go. Hey, what's the nipper? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You know, It's wind, man. And so... You do got that. And I think that's maybe like a direction that would have been interesting to explore more where it's just like, yeah, he's the weatherman. And yeah, he but does that. But it's not just about but, him. I, yeah. The one flaw here is that Nicolas Cage is such a persona, even at this time in 2005, that he consumes everybody's opinions does, on the movie. Yeah. There's other people in this movie. The Michael Caine performance is incredible. Yeah, Michael Caine Davis is incredible. incredible. Nicholas Holt's incredible. The daughter Shelley's incredible. Even the Gil Bellows performance incredible. Like, I think that like the movie is an ensemble, but he it's consumed because it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But even as still, he's subverting what you expect from him normally. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who have written reviews about it, the people who hate it say, um, it's a person no one should care about. I don't care about why are you making me watch this movie. And the people who like it say, oh, it's meticulously character development. You know, it's an opposite. That's critics, audience. Everybody has the same thing. I can get Why that. should I care I about this guy? That. It's genius character writing. You know, yeah. like they can agree on it. And I really appreciate that. And it's just to point out, it art's feels subjective, like you know? it feels like, too, it's it's. it's roller coaster type right exactly it's got it such slow yeah. moments where it dulls yeah. and then it kind of just there's parts on the roller coaster where you're bit, going up the thing click click click, click click yeah. click 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 but there is a shoot him russ there. or yeah. shoot yeah. russ yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's okay in a roller coaster those are the moments i'm not looking for most people to. i want to ride yeah. you're gonna commit a homicide <laughs> at their dad's funeral you know but you're bored and i think the director is trying to make you bored so you want a little action so you're like shoot the fucking guy you know yeah but that's not what life is like you know life is complicated and slow and boring and hard every day you got to decide to be a good person and when you don't you got to deal with it the next day that fuck i failed yesterday i gotta try to do better today and i yeah. think can i, can I bring really up a super cringy point. scene when his dad asked him to get a paper <laughs> then he can't get a paper because it's he great that it actually you know carry what? more money yeah Listen, and then yeah. he gets a coffee and then his dad's like you got a coffee and he's like uh, but you didn't get my paper. It's like I, didn't I have love, money and this is a part. I got the coffee. This is something in my own life, and and, and listen, I hate I, that. I grew up <laughs> with terrible. movies. I'm a, I'm a middle child with two crazy sisters. Shouts, I love you. Um, and and I spent a lot of time in the basement watching movies, right? And some of the choices I made in my life are from movies I watched, right? 
uh, this movie came out when I was already somewhat grown up, so it's not quite the same. But that part where they say, you're a fucking grown up, man. Carry more than a dollar in your pocket. <laughs> that hits me because I don't carry a lot of cash and I never really well, have. Well, it's different. Than and, yeah, 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 it's different. But I'm still saying, I know it's different now, but still, it matters. Like, hey, you got kids and stuff. Maybe you're in an emergency situation and you need a 20. Have a effing 20 in He your had pocket, a 20 you know? and he gave, he gave it, it to his, his daughter, daughter to yeah. buy cigarettes. Maybe have two 20s. Whose you know? friend called you're his a girl a man who makes like 100000 or whatever a year. Have some more money in your pocket. You know? Oh my goodness! <laughs> and he just stands by the water cooler drinking water while everyone's working. He does only two hours of hard work a day. Ah, oh, terrible! And he makes two hundred. <laughs> He's the guy in the couch that's like, "This guy looks like an year. asshole." I hate his face. Two hundred forty k. He he said he makes a year, and he went from that to one point two million. So, so this, Tyler, this, do they have a do they ever call you names like dummy when you miss a question <laughs> or? I, I may have toe. said it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm tough. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> yeah, camel toe. Yeah, camel toe. because <laughs> I'm tough. I think for men it's called like a oh moose knuckle goodness. or something. I don't uh, even know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's let's spend a quick second talking about Gore Verbinski because this is a guy I've always wanted he did to Pirates like, of the Caribbean, but, but man. never quite liked him. Right? He did Pirates one, two, and three. Fine movies. We talked about in the podcast. I like before. one. Okay. Yeah, he did, I think one's pretty. He did Cure really for Wellness, which he also yeah. wrote. Uh, that was a movie I sort of liked, but it didn't quite get there. Oh, what movie? That's Dean DeHaan. You guys talked about him last week from Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, which he movie? played Norman Osborn, Cure for Wellness. Oh, okay. you guys oh, mentioned right. it last week, right? Yeah, we did. So this was Verbinski wrote and directed that one. He did Rango. That was an animated movie. Oh, that yeah, I yeah, liked. Johnny yeah. Depp again. Right. He did the Mexican before Pirates. Oh or yeah, I remember the Mexican. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, nobody likes that movie, but I like the Gandolfini, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts. I like that movie. It's pretty good. Um, but he got into the Pirates thing, the big budget. And then he's really never quite recovered from that. Mm -hmm. So this is one of he those tales where, like, maybe this guy could be Alfonso Cuarón or whatever. But he decided to get in the big budget market, and he's never totally recovered from it. Now, can he recover from it? Do we want to see him do Pirates fucking five? I think or six he did. Or whatever uh, it is? The last movie he did was Wonder, right? The Wonder, the one yeah, with Owen Wonder, Wilson. Yeah. yeah. He's also got a movie coming out called Spaceless, which is a guy just floating around in space about to die or something. Oh, I'm interested wow. that by that cool. too. That sounds pretty <laughs> awful. Sounds I, think it looks, I think it sounds all right, but but I, I think that like. Like you always have to be wary if you're a director with real vision. Um, man, this movie is a, is an ensemble of great pieces together. Hans Zimmer did the music. We all like Hans Zimmer. Mm -hmm. uh, Papa Papa uh, Papa Michael did the cinematography. Steve Conrad's a writer who wrote it. Gore Verbinski directed it. Nobody really loved loved this movie. It didn't make a lot of money, but that's a collection of geniuses, sort of, that um, just came together and made a movie that nobody wanted to see. <laughs> but would you so. rate it? <laughs> well, this particular movie I rated pretty high. It was really close to making my top movies of that 2000, 2000 and 2009. <laughs> I didn't quite give it an 8.5. I gave it an 8. Okay. Um, and this I can see you giving this an 8. Yeah. I thought you were going to give it a 7. This is textbook Nick, <laughs> textbook Captain Tangent. This is a movie where the writing is really good. The cinematography is really good. A lot of things in this movie stayed with me, and I love Iggy Pop, and I love the trailer. It did not. I had an expectation going in, and it definitely met that. I was somewhat surprised this movie didn't do that well. I thought this would be like the $80 million uh, uh, movie maker, million dollar maker in the U.S., and maybe not do so good overseas. To, to only make $12 million U.S. means people went in and were like, nah, we can't be bothered. Mm -hmm. So, But I still think if you love Nicolas Cage, Lord of War, and this movie, that's the end of the line. You got to see those two movies before you start watching Mandy <laughs> and uh, Kick Ass and some of this other nonsense. He I don't made, know. Those so. are pretty good. They're I'm fine. Like, yes, you know, those yeah. movies are fine, but this is him at his peak of acting. So, uh, yeah. I, I would say face off. It's serious acting. acting. 8.0 8 on the Shawshank scale. I'm glad you gave me the time <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I guess I'll go next. Um, I'd give this a good hard six. All right. I'm on, okay the on, on the Shawshank scale. What'd you scale? give the prestige? I forget. 
Oh, I forgot too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that shows also. you how much I remember <laughs> when I gave the precision. Yeah, I'd give this, I was kind of in between like a five or maybe like five and a half. But like I said, you know, I can understand why people like this movie because you can do a, you can you can think more about it. You can do a more character analysis. You can do your deep th- your deep thinking about it too as well. Michael Caine, and, no emotion yeah, there. I mean, is it? You know, it's funny. It's his American accent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit that, off. That, that, I would agree like, with when that, I first yeah. heard it. I was like, oh man, this is it's weird hearing him without the British. But yeah, like throughout the movie, you, you get used to it, and yeah. I think he does come a little bit more into it. But uh, but I could see why people like this movie. But I can definitely see why a lot of people wouldn't want to watch this because it is a little slow. But producer Ryan brought it up off pod. He's like, why does Nick like these movies that don't make you feel good at the end? <laughs> and like, yeah, I think that's I like movies like that for a specific reason. Uh, you know, I like movies where the couple doesn't end up together. Again, yeah. this is a divorced couple. They don't end up together. They don't reconcile. It smashes the expectations. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that's real life, man. Just that's I like seeing <laughs> I like seeing stuff that tries to be real, even if it doesn't always. Pull yeah, it off. and that's why I'll give it a little bit of credit to and Nicolas Cage he is you know he does he does a good job yeah you know what I mean he yeah. does do a good job and even though his character like I said before like is he when I was first watching I'm just like is he on the spectrum or something because he's just so odd yeah, yeah. but it is interesting to see him and it is interesting to see him just explain like his whole job and oh my god it sucks so bad when he gets hit you know with all that yeah. stuff <laughs> Frosty, <laughs> listen I wanted to bring up we didn't get to talk about it, just real fast when he, he gets hit by the apple pie and yeah. he chases that guy down and he's like I got kids man I gotta go see my kids and I got apple pie on my shirt like even that is somewhat subdued oh and then that guy told him to calm down I'm like dude <laughs> right. you just threw something yeah, at him. yeah. he throws like, it back like yeah you sort of like yeah, yeah good, you he doesn't know, even good throw job, it back man. he rubs it in his face <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> it's and it is interesting to see as far as like the Michael Caine and Nicolas Cage dynamic too as well when they kind of go back and forth like for example when he gets hit first by the frosty yeah he's like, and he's trying to explain it to his you. dad yeah, yeah he's like, you know who's you just read a, the weather who's, uh was an author right yeah he's, he's an a, author he's like an award-winning author. Winning author. Got a pulitzer <laughs> yeah so he's trying to explain to his award-winning author dad that you know he got hit with the frosty because of weatherman and people just do that crap all the time uh, again so, steve but, conrad the author of the movie uh wrote it a lot based on his own life or people he's very close to his dad was like i don't know what he was but he wasn't a screenwriter nobody in the family ended up being like anybody else and he's like our family none of we nobody's like you don't aspire to be like your dad you go your own way and sometimes your dad's disappointed in that yeah and this movie kind of shows that subtly which i like yeah so part uh, six so. <laughs> <laughs> so with myself there were parts that i liked in this movie there are parts that kind of stuck with me and again it needed to build up this cringe it needed to go slow in order to develop this character for the payoff in the end and i recognize that and there are moments that i laughed at and uh i think later on in this year i probably think about this movie but i don't think i'm the demo for this movie i don't think that this was made for me and nick and i he brought it up we talked why do you watch movies? And I, and later on, maybe we'll I got the philosophical yeah. question out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't maybe, like his answer, but I got it out. <laughs> maybe we'll get into that topic later on in the year. We'll talk about this and discuss it. Why? Why do we watch movies? Is it art? Is are some movies? We know more Tyler's art than pure other? emotion. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that will be an interesting conversation. But when it comes down to it, honestly, I'm gonna go stick with Tyler. I'm gonna give it a six. I'm okay just with because that. I accept that. If you're a fan of Nicolas Cage and um, you want to see something a little different if you're a fan of the office i think if you're a fan of the office i'm okay with that that correlation too in the beginning i poo-pooed it but you know what i do kind of like it there is some direct camera talk in this movie also and there's those side shots in this movie that i really like some of the cinematography stuff where they show the camel toe or whatever the case may be like it's more interesting it's definitely more drama than it is comedy i agree with that but again the cringe factor i there's a reason why i don't watch the office there's a reason why i'm not into these cringy things 
maybe it's for you, but Nicolas Cage, I still think he's a great actor. I still think he's great. Um, and the writing in it, there are moments that were just like left me feeling good. But yeah, and I think like if you were an aspiring screenwriter, you know that I've tried it many times. You brought up my Ghostbusters. Yes, I did. You will yeah. never see it. I have some drawings too. I have some storyboards. <laughs> <laughs> also, maybe I'll bring those up. Um, but what I would say is like Steve Conrad, if you're a screenwriter or aspiring screenwriter, this is a great read also as a script. I could tell why producers really liked it, even though it ultimately didn't work out, didn't make money. Um, so just a reminder that uh, easy doesn't enter into the grown up life. Easy doesn't enter into Captain Tangent's picks. Either. Be a weatherman. You make Reminder. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, true. And two hours true. of work. And <laughs> All right. Thank you for indulging. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our next segment. Uh, we've got mail. So we got an email here from Kevin. And if you guys want to reach us with a listener question. Thank you, Kevin. You, Thank can, you, do, Kevin. <laughs> you can do so at talkingflick at gmail.com. Talkingflick at gmail.com. So uh, in the email, we've got who's a villain you can't help but love. So Producer Ryan. Producer Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I can help it. So <laughs> I guess first? that would be as far as like a villain. You have to technically hate them, but they do such a good job of being like, a villain. Uh, you kind of like them. So. You like to watch them. You, you like to watch them. You like to be on screen or whatever. Something yeah. like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I could go. Okay. I, I probably have more than one. Um, so to, to narrow it down, I don't want to be derivative on the show. Of course, I love Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, every, that's what I was thinking of too. Every iteration yeah. too. Like anytime Brian Cox, um, Mads Michelson, certainly Anthony Hopkins, the great Anthony Hopkins. Um, I, I, you root for him to be on screen, even though he's clearly a villain. He's a bad guy. But like, you know, when he's going to have so-and-so over for dinner, it's exciting, you know? So I, I definitely would put that. But to not be derivative, I might say um, Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Okay. Another mm. guy, like, you don't quite get him enough in that movie, and it's the wanting to see more of him that, like, it makes you keep watching, you know? Mm -hmm. Ed Norton's cool, but the Brad Pitt, Tyler Durden character, he's really fucking cool. Okay. You know? mm. So maybe that guy. All right. I'd have to give mine, I guess, I'd have to give it to Walter White because he's... Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, because he's just all the things he does in there, and because like you know, I watched uh, what he was he has it? some anti-hero kind of yeah. He, he definitely starts off as far as like anti-hero, but yeah. towards the end, it's just like it's over. You know, he's yeah. awful. You know what I mean? Like poisoning the kid. Even then, there's you know, some redemption. <laughs> Even after that, there is redemption toward the end to a certain to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah, he's just he's just awful. But you just want to watch him at least succeed in what he's trying to do with his journey. So yeah, that's I why I, that. I would have to give it to Walter because he's just he's so bad at the end. He pro man, he poisoned Brock. That was <laughs> messed up. Yeah, that so, was messed up. <laughs> I, I would say Tony Montana. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a little big, over the top, but big all right. Cojones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I don't know. I'm just glad you didn't say Kylo Ren because I was going to uh, throw a frosty at you. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's just trying to live the American dream. He's yeah. trying to do what he can. And then he, he gets, gets sucked into this uh, into this whole world. And then Brian he... De Palma. And what I would say about that is, again, an anti-hero to a certain extent, clearly a villain. But you root for him in a weird way mm. when you watch that movie. So, yeah, I I, I, I can buy that. And he has, okay he has a level of a con uh, of a conscience. He doesn't want to kill the, the kid in the in the in the car so that's why it brings about his end you got to spend a whole dinner with one of these guys tyler durden tony montana or walter white who are you gonna do it well with? tyler durden's just in my imagination yeah. so i guess i have dinner <laughs> so by no myself right? so. <laughs> plus those abs so tyler durden Killer abs. again core work on talking flick i mean it's well, a really I, big deal actually i'd probably pick tony montana he'd have like a kilo right next to him oh <laughs> cocaine yeah it's what's for dinner <laughs> and then Textbook west Bentley's garbage be there so. yeah. <laughs> yeah right who invited this guy other other actors nicholas cage does nicholas cage do cocaine i'm at that man is Probably, to, yeah, he has had. That's to where all his money went. 
<laughs> I know that Nicolas Cage he bought a building in uh in Louisiana or something like that. Okay. <laughs> he's from he's from somewhere over there. Yeah, no, he's from Missouri. Really? Yeah. yeah, I know. And then the IRS took it away from him. Oh, man. I know he had like uh. Like the number one action comics, I think of Superman, like Superman yes, number yes. one. We talked about oh, it. Oh, that's then it right. Got, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. We did. Yeah, yeah. And, it and it got stolen, stolen. at a party. <laughs> we looked it up. Like, it was like three point two million. Yeah, that's insane. So, uh, we're gonna move on to our next segment: recommendations. So, anything you guys want to recommend that you saw over the week or the weekend? So, I started rewatching uh, Blue Mountain State because it's uh, right. free over on Voodoo. I don't know if you guys have seen that before or anything. But, I've seen uh, some of it. Some of it. It's actually really funny. Uh, I've seen it before a handful of times, and that is a show that I can say without a doubt that could not be made today. Like, yeah. I don't think there's any way I that pro- show... I probably agree with you. Yeah, because <laughs> it came out in 2000... It was like 2010, 2011, Somewhere and it's Spike, which is weird. Cause Very I, weird. Yeah, but it's it got an 8.5 right now on IMDb. That's and high. Yeah, it is really high. It's, it's really funny. It's three seasons long. It's free on Vudu. Uh, with ads, of course, but that is definitely a show that just I don't think could ever have been made today. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think at all it could have been made. Um, other things I caught, I actually finally saw Booksmart, which was uh, Olivia Wilde's okay. yeah, uh, yeah, first yeah. one. Good and, and worth it. Um, she did not get nominated. Some people were upset about that. Her and Greta Gerwig were the ones that were close on you Best know, Director. I think it's interesting interesting to see because it's, you know, as far as like with the characters in there, they're not millennials. They're your Generation Z's. Yeah. And, and I so started it watching it. I couldn't see it. it. So, um, but I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's funny, but I could see why some people probably wouldn't like it. I think mm-hmm. it probably could have done a little bit of speed up, but that's just my opinion. Um, I also caught the Jay and Silent Bob reboot too as well. Oh, did you? So, yeah. Close to watching okay. So, uh, when he's on Seth Meyers and when it was over, I was like, maybe I should watch that. Yeah. But I just couldn't bring so, myself to click it. I think, I forgot who we were talking about. You know how some some people, they'll make movies for fans, right? Yeah. And then some people make movies for themselves. Yeah. This is one of those where I think he just made that movie for himself and his yeah. friends and that's about <laughs> it. And so uh, it's... Is that bad? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. Um, you know... I would put it this way. If you're a fan of the Kevin Smith films, I think you'll enjoy it up to a certain extent. But it is not only is it slow, but it's not as funny at times. And it's a little I don't want to say awkward, but it's a little tough to watch like these older guys because they're both like in their 50s now. Right. Correct. It's a little weird to see them be Jay and Silent Bob when they're just like so they're obviously so much older. So so it does lose some stuff. A lot of jokes don't land. There's a joke every like ten to fifteen seconds. There's references back to all these other movies that he, involve jokes listen, too. He and is so, one of those uh, guys that loves comics, right? So his idea is that these characters across Chasing Amy, Hoser Girls, or whatever the fuck that movie's called, um, all these uh, clerks, <laughs> yeah. Jersey Girls, Jer- no, the Hoser movie. I forget what that movie's okay. called. They're one of the more recent ones. Uh, they they when Shannon Elizabeth introduces the daughter. Um, it's one of the hoser. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but whatever the case may be, like they live in the same universe, just like in a comic world. Yeah. Right. So like, I appreciate that he's trying to bring it all together, but I could tell just by it's, the trailers and stuff, uh, this is going to be a little uh, bit of a slog. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. I'll, I'll put it that. It's pretty bad, but I think, <laughs> I think it's worth at least Clearly maybe... the worst of the three. Um, out of all his movies or just, no, out just of... the Jane Silent. Oh, movies. there's only two Jane Silent Bob's. Isn't there a reboot and then this? Oh, this is reboot. This I'm is sorry. reboot. Yeah, yeah. But oh, so. there isn't Jaden Silent Bob Strikes Back. Yeah, that's the first one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so um, that movie. <laughs> so let's this. include Mallrats, Strikes Back, and this one. Okay, uh, this will probably be the last one. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> like Jaden Silent, I haven't seen Mallrats in forever, but Jaden Silent Bob seen it Strikes Back. I has, really liked it the first time. I yeah, saw it. Mallrats or uh, Jaden. Si- oh yeah, so yeah. Ma- I haven't seen Mallrats in forever, but Jaden Silent Bob Strikes Back has not aged well. I mean, like <laughs> I haven't. Can, seen I don't think it would. Yeah, I really don't think it would. You can watch it like as and still I think have a good time um if you have like a couple beers and everything but like you mentioned chasing just, amy last week yes i did yeah 
didn't age super well. Um, you know, I know the I ending think, doesn't, but I everything think, up to that. I think it does certain points do age pretty well. Um, of course you can tell, but as far as budget, but I can, I can overlook all that budget stuff because as far and as like clerks, goatee, yeah, yeah and so well. I can overlook it. Yeah. But, uh, should CGI it's just it out. <laughs> that, that ending, the, the, like what we talked about last week, that threesome uh, suggestion yeah, scene yeah. at the end. That's the one that's part. That's the that one like, where it's just like, you, you just kind of yeah. have to ask like, why and why would you think this is a good idea to recommend? And yeah. so, but, um, I think if you're simpler a simpler times back in the day, simpler times, <laughs> if, flannel shirts, yeah. goatees, a lesbian <laughs> with a boyfriend. What? And so anyways, but uh, it's just, if you're a fan, I think it's worth at least one watch. If you like Kevin Smith, I think it's worth at least one. Watch I will watch it to see point. where these characters have been and what they've been up to. But I would like to see somebody just give like $500,000 to Kevin Smith and just tell him, just go make whatever you want, but you can only work with this budget. Mm. So yeah, but that's all I got for recommendations. What do you guys got for, for me, you know, HBO owns the universe. So I'll mention the outsider. It's yeah. still going strong. I, I don't know exactly if it'll totally work all the way through the end, but I'm still interested. It's great filmmaking, good writing. Uh, the new Pope people got to watch this show. It's incredible. Television. I watched the first half of the, uh, the young Pope. The so, young Pope? Yeah, okay. I haven't gone through the first I, episode I almost would yet. argue like you don't necessarily need to see The Young Pope to see the second season. That's what I was wondering. But you probably but, okay. should, but whatever. <laughs> it's unlike anything else on television. But of course, I'm going to recommend Curb Your Enthusiasm is back. Okay. And, I mean, it, me and my wife watch it together before we go to sleep, and nothing makes us cringe more than 40 minutes of Larry David. He just covers <laughs> the gambit. He's like the king not, of He cringe, goes isn't right he? in the face of everything. Me too, uh, right in the face of it. Uh, racial <laughs> stuff, right in the face of it. Like, you know, awkward moments. It's right in the face. I'm not of it. the like, demo for that. He doesn't give that. a f about nothing. Uh, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant in every way. Have you uh, have you caught Avenue Five? I think it's I what watched it's the called, first the and Grand? second episode. Did you like it? So or? far, I don't hate it, but I'm not in. Yet. I haven't seen it's it yet. It's not but Silicon I watch Valley it. yet. Okay. Hugh Laurie's great. The cast is great. It's got some of the guys from Silicon Valley. It's got um, Josh Gad. Yeah, I saw Josh Gad's in it. It doesn't totally work yet, but maybe it'll grow. Okay. You know? I actually didn't buy into Silicon Valley till like late season one. Oh, yeah. So maybe we got to give it a few I episodes. didn't catch Silicon Valley till season three, and yeah. I love season three so much. I just yeah. rewatch, I just watched Me season too. one, I, too. Yeah. I, I think one, I was like in all the way through halfway, a little bit here, a little bit there, because I would watch all the other shows around it. By season two, I was like, okay, I'll watch every episode, but I don't love it yet. Season three, I love it. I can't stop watching it. I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. So that's kind of how it grows on you. So for myself, I've been watching a lot of uh, Saturday night live skits on youtube yeah. actually and i used to old, be old new mix of everything yeah, well actually i used to be really into like the old stuff with yeah. adam sandler chris farley wait uh, that's the old stuff <laughs> yeah, okay. that's the old Mel stuff. Curry, john belushi Dan okay, Aykroyd, I, I, yeah I would, and i watched all, right. all that stuff too i was i was into that all right, and that's young, when i thought child. uh get off my lawn <laughs> that's when i thought snl was at its prime but the new stuff that they come out with it's still pretty funny did I you agree. uh yeah. did you see the undercover boss one yes i did yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I like the first one better than the second one. I only killed one, one coworker today, so that's uh, that's improvement progress. <laughs> I want to be like I want to fly like Luke Skywalker. Then you'll die like him too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I, that, that new guy's Kylo Ren, right? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that uh, a couple of nights ago, and I was laughing. I was yeah. just dying. I was like, "This is actually really it's, good. It's pretty and good. So... It's pretty good." Uh, and the, the, the second thing that I want to throw out there is growing pains. If you haven't gotten to as long as pain. we got yeah, each Alan 
Alan Thicke. Oh, man. <laughs> and then Kirk that, Cameron. Kirk Cameron, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio, yeah. yeah late man. season Leonardo DiCaprio. Last <laughs> so if you never watched that, that's that's a sitcom that I grew Single up with. Single cam sitcom. Yeah. Drama. Yep, that's I like what it. I grew up with, and I loved it back in the day. <laughs> I was a little bit more family ties, but I definitely watched Growing Pains and loved it, of course. Yeah, so. yeah. Acid wash jeans. I mean, come on. Can't definitely like the Wayne Brothers. We're brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wayne Brothers? Not yeah. Bad. Wayne that's brothers not bad either. Good. Yeah. <laughs> bring back the single cam comedies. Let's bring I like back. Saved by the Bell. And uh, uh, yeah. By the <laughs> way, Saved by the Bell, uh, rumored to do a reboot also. I oh, that guys sounds on terrible. Yeah, I saw that. Nope. But they actually are working nope, on possibly a reboot, it. reimagining of it. <laughs> they not should like not do it. They tried to do that. before. Wasn't uh, Saved by the Bell? It used to be called something else. It was about the teacher before. And then Zach Morris got more popularity. And then he became the uh, the, the lead Is that right? It. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not up on my Saved by the Bell. Oh, you got to look it up. It's so interesting. So you're telling me the Saved by the Bell mythos and lore, they spent more time on that than the Star Wars trilogy? Is that right? Is that what I'm getting out of that? Yes. But it was supposed to be around the teacher and all the students who were like, oh, ancillary characters and stuff like that. Yeah. But Zach Morris, uh, well, he's got time freeze rated powers, so well. So, yeah, yeah. freeze. <laughs> All right, preppy. <laughs> oh uh, man, it's just a so, stupid lizard. <laughs> so uh, next week, I'll leave the suggestion to you guys. Do you guys want to do the gentleman or Harley Quinn? Ooh, Ooh it's it's tough. Tough. Harley Quinn won't be out until uh, next Thursday, at least here in the states. We do have so some Australian prey, listeners, right? so yeah. So uh, or Birds of Prey, yeah. yeah, basically, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. basically the Harley Quinn movie. Um, the gentleman is already out, and so Guy it's Ritchie. been out for about almost a week, and that's Guy Ritchie, and that's uh, I've I've heard some decent buzz. I haven't seen a full review yet. Mostly good buzz. buzz. Mostly Both good buzz. Not killing very it. Money yeah. to me. So what do you guys think? You want to do the gentleman uh, or Harley Quinn? So they're both movie theaters. Harley Quinn won't be out until next Thursday. So. I, I chose the weatherman and I was appreciative that you made Alex consider that the prestige is a mediocre movie, which it is. <laughs> um, so I will defer to producer Ryan on this choice. Oh, dang, man. Um, no pressure. But don't I, mess it up. I really want to say uh, Harley Quinn, but I think I'm going to go with the gentleman. Okay. The gentleman. I'll do the gentleman. Oh, well so I'll do Guy Ritchie. <laughs> I, could, I could use some Guy Ritchie. Me so. too. I I'll, hope it's good. I root for Guy Ritchie to do stuff outside of whatever Aladdin remakes or whatever. Yeah, whatever else he's, <laughs> whatever else he's doing. So uh, that's what we'll be doing next week is Gentleman, which you can catch at the any movie theater. So, uh, But where can we find you at, Ryan? Hey, if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. You can always find me at realwatchability.com. Realwatchability.com. No! The Oscar preview, Oscar prediction article is up. It's already got a lot of hits. People love it. People are still mad at me for the Joker. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, if you want to hit me up, just be nice. Hit me up at Real Watch. As always, we're Talking Flick. You can reach us at Flick underscore Talking over there on Twitter. If you really like us, you can leave us a rating on if Apple Podcasts. If you want to rate us or like a rock. whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. If you really like to show you can also become a not patreon. Podbean. fuck those guys no, <laughs> you can also become a patreon you can chip in a dollar whatever amount that you want to help support the show and give you more content so yeah and if you two don't stars like... four dollars that's what we're looking for is that what we're shooting no for? five stars a hundred dollars <laughs> all right and uh i just care about the money if you're tired of all these adult dramas 
now. Us, yeah, let yeah. us know. Don't give you us, dare. We've been, we've been doing adult money. dramas yeah, nonstop. Yeah. Weatherman so. or Human Centipede uh, 2. What are we talking about here? <laughs> give, it, give us some money and then we'll probably... Somebody give me a chicken breast money. to throw at producer <laughs> give Ryan. Give us some money and we'll watch a movie for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. So the sponsors, give us some money and we'll watch a movie for you. But uh, Guy Ritchie's not... Or uh, The Gentleman's not drama. It's more... Well, I don't know what you would call it. Even uh, still, even still. Like, we've been doing a lot of adult dramas lately. Maybe we should just jump into the weird. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't worry. We'll be back. Audience members, my pick. You'll love it. I'll be back You'll around. Be it. So. Just great. <laughs> All right. Finish the show, Ryan. Hey, that was Talking Flick, and we will talk at you next week. Yeah. Like a rock. I wish I had two dicks. <laughs> <laughs>